Welcome to Anecdotes for Success with Matt and Paul. Storytelling is an art form, emphasizing the value and learning that is created through personal experience. Our purpose is to share these stories and experiences with the listener. Everyone has a powerful testimony. Let's use them to level up to our best life with truth, meaning, trade-offs, and perspective. Big shout out to Isaac Mather for the new podcast intro. You can check Isaac's music out on all socials or directly at IsaacMatherMusic.com. All right. Today we have Anthony on. Uh, my partner, Matt, uh, his wife had a baby today. So I guess I'll give Matt the day off. Uh, well deserved. <laughs> but Anthony, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, Paul. I want to say, you know, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform today. I, I know I reached out like probably a week ago, but on short notice, I'm glad to be here. So excited for it. No, and I appreciate it. You know, we it's getting to the point now when we first started this podcast, we'd wonder like, all right, we'll have a guest on and we'll talk. We'll have a guest on. How will we mm-hmm. get guests? We, we we're up to like a, a month waiting period now, but sometimes because it's Zoom, something falls through with guests. And when I had the opening, I'm like, listen, I, we want to get Anthony on. So I appreciate your uh, lack of patience, should I say, but your flexibility for coming <laughs> on right away. So well, let's get let's get started. You uh, go back as far as you want. Tell us who Anthony Church is, and then I'll start asking questions. I don't know if you've if if you've heard in previous episodes. I have a blank sheet of paper. I take notes as we go, and I create the episode title and bio afterwards. I think it's more fun that way. Yeah, I, I like that too, man. It's a more free form, you know, you kind of just see where it goes. Start at the beginning. Absolutely. See where it goes. Yeah, I love that, man. So I guess in a nutshell, I'll just kind of give people, you know, what I do and a little bit of backstory. So I'm right. a music producer uh, from Northeast Ohio. I've been making music now for seven years. Uh, this past July was wow. when I began producing. I was right out of high school in 2016. Uh, me and my buddy, we actually took a senior trip to California that was kind of where we got our inspiration. We saw a lot of creatives, saw a lot of creative things. So we were like, we always wanted to do music. Uh, and then when we came back to Ohio, we agreed that I would produce the music and he would rap. Uh, and we still work together to this day. And that's kind of how it started for me and music. Uh, I'm also a podcaster as well. I have a show called the Proven Knowledge Podcast. I've been doing it now for three and a half years. Uh, every week I interview an artist, producer, engineer, someone in the music industry, either people that I am peers with, people that I work with directly, or maybe people that I'm a fan of or I've been inspired by as well. So I had a lot of cool people on the show, met a lot of cool individuals through there. Um, and just having my brand that's called Proven Knowledge, we do a lot of cool things. We just released a compilation album called Forms of Escapism at the beginning of this month that had a lot of di- the different producers and artists that we've collaborated with over the last five years. Um, other than that, I do social media content here and there, try to you know inspire, help out the community as much as I can with what I have currently and just trying to still learn every day and grow, you know, my own journey as well. And just trying to enjoy this thing um, and really just doing what I love. So I guess in a nutshell, it's kind of what I, what I've done so far and kind of where I'm headed from here. So and you're only seven years in when when you were a senior in high school before that trip, is this what you envisioned yourself doing? 
it's funny because I used to play sports. I used to kind of be just more focused on sports. Like I played uh, baseball, I played basketball, soccer, things like that. Uh, it was up until probably my freshman year of high school. I was more focused on that. Uh, then I had some issues with like borderline asthma and I just kind of lost my love for sports in general, just from the competitive nature of it. I was more of the like, let's have fun with sports type of guy. <laughs> I wasn't really like the all the parents getting into it over, you know, so-and-so needs to be the starter, all this stuff. I was like, kind of took me out of it. So I was like, you know, I've always been, I'd always been like surrounded with music. So I'm like, let me kind of focus on this. And then throughout high school, I used those years to figure out what music production was, uh, start studying different producers, the different artists that I was a fan of. And I used those four years really to learn. So by the time I got done, I felt like I was ready to make that commitment to, you know, let me give this a shot myself. Let me see if I can at least make anything out of it. Um, and yeah, I made that decision and haven't really looked back since. Good for you to have the awareness at that age, because so many people feel pressure to just continue on their path. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that, but listen, and if I know one thing about the music industry, it's pretty competitive too. So mm-hmm. you, you say you're out of sports because, you weren't as competitive. You just weren't competitive in that arena, maybe. But obviously, yeah. you have to be very competitive in sports. Uh, the name, Proven Knowledge, your brand, how'd you come up with that? Yeah, so like I said earlier about me and my friend that took that trip, and we've been working together. We actually founded this together in 2018. Uh, and we we kind of just wanted like an identity to put our music out under. It's not really a label. Like We don't currently sign people. We don't have anybody signed to us. It's more of like, um just a collective that we use to as an umbrella you know for all the creative stuff we do like the podcast and the music and the name itself kind of means um really just when you when you put your emotional side and your logical side together you know a lot of people say like the heart and the mind are always at war or they're always kind of conflicting with one another but we say you know if those two things can kind of be working in unison that's when you're at your best self and your most creative self uh, and that's why the logo, I don't know if you've seen the logo yet, but it's like a heart and a brain combined. That was yeah. kind of the idea is like it's them in unison. Um, and that's how you get to be your best creative self. So that's really like what we did. And, you know, it's kind of just caught on and it's grown popularity mostly from the podcast because of the people I've connected with through there. But just people seeing the logo. And I always say I always get compliments on the logo. Like our buddy, his name is Dan. He's a graphic designer uh from the east coast i think he's from connecticut or delaware somewhere out there but he actually designed the logo for us like i remember my friend just drew it on paper he drew like a rough draft of it we sent it to him had the logo made and that's just kind of what we've ran with as like i said the full umbrella for everything we've done creatively and just kind of become the identity i love that have you ever heard of uh stephen pressfield an author Mm, don't believe i have no I was introduced to him two years ago. He has a book called, well, he has lots of books. If you look him up on social media, Stephen Pressfield, the the one book I like that he has is called The War of Art. And it's about the constant battle you have with your rational side and your creative mm. side. And yeah. kind of what you were saying with proven knowledge. And he says, if you sit down and you you find that quiet i'm paraphrasing he's a lot more complicated than this but (laughs) if you sit if you i'm if you sit down and you like have the one time a day you're banging out tunes or you're banging out uh lyrics or you're banging out Mm. uh words for a 
a book or if you're banging out plays as a coach that I might do, eventually there's this universe like the muse comes and talks to you like you get your the ideas are out there. You have to attract them. And I knew none of this before the podcast, but after reading him and, and buying into his philosophy in a basic sense, when you say you're like emotion and logic, the heart and the mind coming together instead of fighting, I feel like just that attitude and mindset in general is kind of what makes a good creator. What do you think about that? That was yeah. that was a long, long amount of words for not even really a question. But <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to check out that book for sure. That's really good. Intriguing to me. Um, I, I do agree with that as well. And I, I always viewed creatives, especially like musicians, as people that we, we tend to get in our own way a lot because we're overthinking everything or we want things to be perfect. Uh, and getting over perfectionism, that was something for me too early on. I had to get used to that as like, you can't really be a perfectionist and be doing this because you're never going to get anywhere. You know, you need to, you can't really treat your songs like your children. You got to treat them like, well, let's just make this idea today put it out in the world, see where it goes. Just keep planting seeds every day. You know what I mean? These seeds don't have to be perfect, but as long as you're showing up every day, planting the seeds, eventually you're going to see the results start to grow and you can't really get there if you are a perfectionist. I know, I still know so many peers and people that are always like, oh, I'm working on this album for six years. I just can't get it right. I keep redoing it. I'm like, whatever helps you, you know, go ahead. For me, that's not really my mentality. That's not the way that I move. Uh, I'm more of just uh, let's show up every day and see what we can get done today. And then, you know, it could be a year, it could be two years for before that work pays off. But I know that if I keep doing it, it's going to keep paying off. And it always does, you know what I mean, in one way or another. So isn't that kind of what the process should be all about? Like the consistency of mm -hmm. of day by day work, not not really guaranteed where it's going to go, but yeah. just putting in the work, right? Exactly. And then that's really what I've, you know, tried to make a real uh, sentiment to what I've been doing, especially the last few years is just um, because I love it so much, I want to keep showing up every day. You know what I mean? I think if you have the joy involved in what you're doing, it becomes a lot easier to do that. And if you have goals too, and kind of a plan, um, like for me, having a daily planner is a huge thing, knowing week by week, day by day, what I need to do, uh, the tasks I need to get done things like that. But just, you know, having that involved is the biggest thing, because I think a lot of people, they might tell themselves they want to do certain things like in music, or they want to have a certain image or whatever, but it might not be exactly what they think in their head. But then when they find out, you know, the amount of work that needs to be done, I don't think a lot of people will always be showing up for that every single day. Um, and then whether they whether that's because they haven't had that conversation with themselves, or they're just not really comfortable with doing it or they just don't want to put the work in. I don't know. Cause I can only speak to what I've dealt with. Um, but for me, I think as long as that joy is always going to be there for me, I'm just going to keep showing up. And I know that, you know, eventually that's going to come full circle. So it sounds like you have like to you, happiness is the journey. It's the grind, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt and I, myself, we, we tend to think a lot of people think happiness is this destination. And I think those are the people that are the most unhappy because mm. what's the destination? Oh, I'm going to retire someday. Oh, when I have my first big hit or, Oh, when I go viral. But I think at the end of the day, it's the work that gets you there that, 
that that causes you to be the most happy. And from just listening to you talk before I I asked that, you seem to really appreciate the daily grind. Yeah. And I, I, I always view it as like the series of small wins that kind of add up over time where it's like, those are really what the payoff is. It's not that big end goal that everybody's looking towards. Um, so yeah. And again, I had to learn that myself because I feel like when I first started out, I looked at it as, let me see if I can get signed by somebody or let me see if I can like get some huge person to work with me or notice me. Now I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, I'm building my own brand. Like I have all the power in my hands. I can work with who I want to work with. I can kind of steer the ship however I want to. Like I, why would I give that up, you know, for nothing, especially if I love it so much. So it's like, I had to kind of retrain my brain to be like, you know, let me see what I can do with this. And I know it's a lifelong commitment. So let me, just show up every day and put the work in. And I've never been happier than I am now. And every year it's like, I keep getting more and more involved in the world, meeting new people and it just keeps feeling good. So I'm like, I, I must be on the right track, you know, not trying to take shortcuts, not trying to cheat the grind and just see where that goes. And it's the most fulfilling part about the whole journey. I think. Do you, most people don't think that way. I mean, think about it. Most people, mm-hmm. It's like next year I'll do this or when I have enough money, I'll pursue this. You went for it right out of high school. Yeah. And I, I honestly sometimes wish I started earlier, but I, I look back at it and I'm like, you know, maybe I, I, I don't really look at myself from, let's say, 2012 or 13. I still wasn't in the mindset of doing that every day. Like if I had started in freshman year somewhere in there, I probably would have given it up because I didn't build the discipline. I didn't have that discipline to be like yeah you're gonna have to put in this work every day to get there um so i think looking back on it, i started exactly when i needed to and everything kind of aligned um but even when i started i still didn't have it i had to work towards it. and i'm still working towards it every day it's always a work in progress no matter what um and i'm sure there's going to be plenty of trials and tribulations down the road um but as long as i feel like i am living my purpose and being able to help others it's going to make it way easier. So it's this, this is great. I, uh, I used to ask people the question of if you could go back to your younger self, would you start earlier? I don't ask that question anymore just for the answer you gave that your journey, your journey has brought you to where you are. So if you would have started earlier, you may not have had the discipline, right? You may not have built the consistency, so everything you did before you decided to jump into music was probably best. Mm, exactly. And just taking it step by step too, and just trusting that process. That's awesome. So now from what I've learned, I mean, I, I haven't known you for that long. You're not really in the singing side of it. You're all in the producing and music side of yeah. it. Help. So to no explain. One, no one needs to hear my voice on a record. Let's just put it that way. It's not, not going to happen, guys. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I always had a love and appreciation for music in general. I knew I wanted to be involved in it. Uh, but then when I, like I said, all of high school, I was studying music production because I was like, this might be a way that I can be involved. Um, that seems, I didn't know if I thought it seemed like the most easy way to be involved, but I was like, it seems like something that I could at least try and I don't think I would give up on. I did take guitar lessons when I was a kid 
Um, and I didn't, I didn't do it for that long. I probably only did it for a few months and I gave up cause I just didn't have the patience for it. Um, so from there, I didn't really, you know, touch anything musically related. I was in choir in high school. I didn't have any friends in choir, so I never really cared about it that much. Um, and other than that, it was just me being a fan. So I was like, let me just try this. And luckily, you know, I, I got the hang of it pretty early. I use a, a program called FL Studio that a lot of producers use. And that's just what I, I knew that, you know, some of the producers I was a fan of, they made music using that. So I'm like, let me just get this free version. Let me mess around with it. I did that. And then, you know, after high school, I made that investment to buy the full version because I was like, if I make this investment, you know, I'll be able to take it. I know that I'll take it seriously because I'm putting money down on it. Um, so that's what I did and just learned. I'm still learning that uh, workstation every day, learning different things about it and um, just getting the hang of it over the years and getting better and better. And you look back at your work from 2017, 18, it's a far cry from what you know, I'm making now. I'm like, I definitely see the progress being made and I still don't think I'm really that good at the end of the day. Like, I think I'm, I can see, like I said, if I could still see the progress, I'm like, okay, this gives me something to work towards. And I know I am good. Uh, always want to just keep getting better and just keep being better than I was yesterday. That's really the goal for me. Uh, I don't really compare myself to other producers too much. I try to just take influence from what they're doing and see what they're doing. And if I can apply that to what I'm doing, uh, that's kind of what I do. But yeah, no vocals for me, unless I'm like on a skit, maybe speaking, which I have done that on like my artist projects. You know, if he has an idea, I might help him out. Singing, rapping, never going to happen. So I will I will put that out, out there for people so they know. Sounds like... I mean, you're realistic with your skills and your talents. You have an awareness of what you can and cannot do. But at the same time, you want to push yourself and keep learning because you can't just stay stagnant with what you know. I would mm -hmm. think in the music business, especially as a producer, there's always got to be new cutting edge stuff you're trying to wrap your head around. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I think it's. I think you gotta you gotta kind of limit yourself a little bit as far as um, you know how much information you're taking into because there is like a sea of information. There's there's really a sea of information with everything now because of the internet and because we have social media access to all these different things. But um, I think for me, it's really just knowing what I need and not really what I want all the time. Because like if we take let's say gear, for example, because gear is a big thing. Everybody always wants new plugins or they want the new hardware and all these things that every, it looks all fancy and cool, but it's like, you don't really need that stuff to make great music. You know, you can do a lot with a little, especially when you're starting out, you, you shouldn't really waste all your money on a bunch of expensive gear. Like just get a program, learn that and just make what you can make. And then the money you make from the music that you put out initially, you can use that to reinvest in, you know, the gear later on. And for me, I've never really been a big person on gear. I kind of just keep it simple and I don't overwhelm myself with things that I know aren't really going to make better music. It's just going to kind of clutter and confuse the process. And uh, I think for me, it's just keeping it simple. Even in the music itself, it's like I had to learn to make music that, specifically artists would want to get on and like write lyrics to things like that. Because, you know, if you're making production that has so many instruments in it, that might be cool to hear 
you know, by itself. But if an artist is trying to write to it, they can't find themselves on that. They're not going to be able to hear themselves on it. So it's like I had to learn to strip these songs down to four or five different sounds in a beat. You know, it might not seem like a ton, but an artist can hear that and be like, okay, it has a good melody. The drums are nice. And I can write to this because there's space for the voice. So that was really a thing for me to learn. And uh, But I think the overall goal for me is just not to overwhelm myself, keep it simple and trust the vision of what I have. Understand not every idea is going to ever become something, but you know, if you have kind of a good roadmap in mind and you have a clear path, it helps a lot. Do you, do you feel like you were born to do this? Honestly, I don't, I'd say no, because I never, again, this isn't like I I had a lifelong goal of being in music. When I was a kid, I never imagined I would even be involved in this world. I didn't really know what I wanted to be growing up. I think that was a big thing is that I never had a set goal. Uh, Even up until, like I said, eighth grade into freshman year, I was still like, what am I even going to do? I don't know. I don't really have a plan or a real passion. Um, So I don't think I was say I was born to do this. I think I'm more of an example of, you know, just knowing that your time comes whenever it's going to come, because it might not always come like from birth. You might not be raised, let's say, if you're going to do music, you might not be from a musical family. You know, you might not be like, oh, I'm going to do music because my whole family does it or I learned it at an early age. It's like you could be 40, 50 years old and then you figure it out and you're like, oh, I love this. Let me try this. And then maybe you do it the rest of your life. Um, and again, I still I don't think I started as early as a lot of people, but I definitely didn't start as late as a lot of people either. So it's like I think it just found me when it needed to find me. Um, and I'm just it makes me more grateful for it. You know what I mean? That it wasn't a lifelong goal. It's like I think going through those years of kind of just being a drifter, or like not knowing what I was going to do kind of makes me more grateful now that I have found something that I'm so passionate about, which helps a ton. The reason I asked that is, is your, your answer was great that when people feel like they're born to do something, I think sometimes they, they start putting end times and goals at the end of what Mm -hmm. they're trying to work towards. And there's really no time. You, you mentioned words like, I'm just trying to get better. I'm just grateful for the process. I'm enjoying myself. And if you don't have that time frame, I think the sky's the limit more than somebody that's like, oh, by the time I'm 30, I need to have X amount of hits. By the time I'm 25, you don't you don't seem to. I mean, you might have internal goals and things written on a board behind the screen on the computer that I can't see. <laughs> but 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 if you're in it because you just love the process and the journey it sounds to me like you have no time frame on what you're doing you just enjoy doing it mm-hmm. yeah exactly and like i said earlier i've even talked to like a lot of my peers even they'll they'll tell me things like this um where they're like well if i don't do this by x amount of years like if i'm like 32 and i have this amount of time to do this thing i might just give up i'm like not a great mentality to have. Like, I'm not going to sit there and judge this person, but I'm like, I could never do that myself just because again, like I said earlier, it's a lifelong commitment, Like you either really love it or you don't. So putting those hard set goals on it of like, well, I'm just going to give up if it doesn't happen. I think at that point you never really loved it to begin with because you're willing to give it up so easily. 
you know, I'm willing to keep going and see what might happen. For me, I think I'm honestly at the point now where I'm like, I'll probably be doing this regardless until I'm gone off the earth. Like, really? Because it's just, I've never felt so strongly about something. And the fact that I'm this many years in now and I haven't given up yet, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not giving up. Like, it's pretty, pretty, I'm pretty much at that point now where I know that that's not going to happen. So, uh, again, just, just grateful for it. And, I don't know where the journey's going to lead. I kind of like that though a little bit because it makes you show up every day, not really knowing what the possibilities might hold. And if you shift your perspective in the way of like, you know, a positive nature where it's like you're excited about the day, what the day might hold, that just makes it so much more exciting. Um, and you get so much more fulfillment out of that. There's a, it's a big world out there. And I always use the analogy so many, I, I take a lot of, I walk for an hour a day before work every morning, even in the cold in upstate New York and uh, go by a lot of houses and you see the, 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 the flags cause they have the invisible fence for the dogs up and the dogs will come yeah. running out all excited to see me. And then they just stop. Right. Yeah. And I, and, and it's, it's not, they could bust through that five seconds of shock and be free, mm. but we, we as adults, especially as a human race, we condition ourselves to be that dog. Like, I don't know what's on the other side of that fence and it might hurt for a minute. So I'm just going to stay in my little boundaries. I would think what you're doing, you have the flexibility and freedom, although you also have the uncertainty uh, that scares you. I would think that mix makes you feel like the dog that would bust through that fence just to see what's on the other side. Does that analogy yeah. make sense? Exactly. And I, I, I call it uh, having blind faith a little bit. Like I think you got, especially when you do love something, you got to have some blind faith with it and just understand that you have to take risks to get whatever you want. You know, it's not just like anything's going to be handed to you or things are just going to fall in your lap all the time. You got to put yourself out there. You got to go for it and not be afraid to go for it. Obviously it is scary. And I think at every you know, step of the journey, there's things that like, I can speak for myself. I'm like, there's a lot of things I got to push myself out of my comfort zone more times than I'd like to, but I know I got to do it to kind of get where I'm going uh, and keep elevating and just keep the thing growing. So yeah, I, I just, I look at it as, you know, having the faith in what you believe in and really just stand on it, like have the self-confidence to do it um, no matter what anybody says, because, you know, people will, will, talk down about what you're doing that happens uh you'll have people that don't really understand what you're trying to do um as long as you have that goal in mind and you're really ready to put yourself in that position and get comfortable with being uncomfortable too um you just got to keep keep going and just keep striving see what happens i think we just found the, the title of your episode blind faith we'll we'll That's, we'll see we'll see yeah. what other whatever bombshell i i normally don't say that during during the viewing but when you said you have to have that blind faith that so many people don't like mm. you you get one shot at this right i'm 51 now and i've i've i was supposed to be a pro golfer that didn't work out i played in college you know and then i was in finance didn't like that i went back to be an educator still an educator but I have my financial business, my podcast with Matt. Matt and I have a food truck. I coach sports now. I'm I'm writing. Like there, there's a faith with me that's just like, 
I almost feel like my best hasn't yet happened and I'm 51 mm -hmm. years old. Yet there's a lot of people my age that are just waiting to punch in their four, five, six, seven, eight, nine final years of work and think they're going to go sit on a beach. Like, I don't know what the purpose of even living is if you don't have that blind faith that you're destined for bigger things. Yeah. And for you to see it, you must be what, 25 ish, 26? Yeah, I'm 20, 26. Yep. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. To have that at your age is a superpower and you're doing what you want to do. You're, you're not, not that there's anything wrong with a nine to five. I mean, I'm a teacher, you know, of course it's only for mm -hmm. half the year, but the fact that you don't really have any boundaries, you don't have any constraints and you're using that blind faith to just move forward and, and pursue your journey. I mean, there should be a lot of people envious of you. I don't know if you see it that way. That's just the way I think people should see it. Cause so many don't mm -hmm. think that way at your age. Yeah. And I, I think the more that the older that I get to, and the more people I interact with, it's like, I know that I feel like everybody has that in them somewhere. Unfortunately, I don't think we could ever convince them of that though, because a lot of people can't be convinced. Uh, and a lot of people are set in their ways. Like so many people are set in their ways one way or another. Um, so it's like, you know, you kind of just got to let people do their thing. I always look at it as, you know, if that's what makes them happy, hopefully they are happy. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of miserable people doing that too. So it's like, you know, we, we just kind of got to do our own thing. And uh, I always think to myself, I'm like, luckily the only person I got to deal with is me. Like I'm responsible for my journey and how that's going to end up. You know, so I just got to make sure that what I'm doing ends up where I need to be. And because um, I don't want to look back at the end of it all. You know, that could be a year. That could be 30 years, 40 years. We don't know how long we got. So it's like, I don't want to look back at it and be like, oh, I regret all of this stuff. Like I did so much stuff I wish I didn't do or I didn't get to do the things I wanted to do. So I just I always keep that in mind, especially when things get tough. It's like, you know, I could just go follow like a quote unquote normal path or whatever, but I wouldn't be happy with that. You know what I mean? And if it ended that day and I was doing something I hated, I'd be like, I'd probably kick myself. I'd haunt myself. I'd be like, no, man, like you should have been doing what you wanted to do, or at least like aligning yourself with what you wanted out of life. Um, and people, I think people are frightened of the fact that eventually, you know, you will die life will end and that's like a fact for everybody people don't want to have that conversation um i i don't think i've been ever afraid of having that conversation the more i get older i'm just like yeah eventually it's gonna end somehow some way so i just got to be comfortable with what i did out of life and really go for it and hopefully not have any regrets or at least as few amount of regrets as i can have you uh a couple things here. I mean, you you just you're dropping a lot of bombshells and I want to interrupt, but the, the more I do this, I realize just let the guests talk. It's their platform <laughs> for the night. Uh a lot a lot of a lot of perspective there. So a couple things. You said people can be happy, but I'll go back to my analogy with the invisible fence of the dog. Dogs are very happy being in that invisible fence, but what if you bust through that? And now you can go to the farm like with 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 other dogs and horses and pastures to plan like so there's perspective we you talked about 
being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you do. Then you said, you know, I could always go back and be normal. I didn't write this down, so I'm thinking of it off the top of my head. You said you could go be normal, but that is normal to you. Like normal to you is breaking through that fence and just exploring what's out there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I want, and I know you don't want the normal that most people thinks happy. And Mm -hmm. you, you seem to say all that, like you have a, again, a lot of perspective for a 26 year old and you know what, let's play devil's advocate for a minute. What if it doesn't work out and say you're 28? I, I don't mean to say that, but could you always pivot and go back to school? Could you pivot and learn a trade? Could you pivot and get a normal job? Like what's the downside of what you're doing now? I don't think there is any. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that there's really, I mean, there is risk obviously. And there's, right. there's it's like you, it might not work out. And I definitely, again, I think the older I've gotten, I've become more comfortable with that as well is like, it is hard to make a living off music for sure. Um, and it takes a lot of work and I've become comfortable with the fact that, you know, there is a chance it might never happen where I'm fully doing music as the living 100%. Um, but again, I think that's where you got to center yourself with, you know, why are you doing this in the first place? So it's like, even if I did have to get a job or do something else, I think I'd always have music involved because I still love it. I'd still be doing it every day, no matter if anyone was hearing it, no matter if I was getting money from it, making connections, doesn't really matter. Because I think that I got to that point where I'm like, I am going to keep showing up no matter what. Um so I think that's just no matter what, it's going to be involved in what I'm doing every day. So you, I mean, again, you, you, you pointed out earlier, I mean, someday we won't be here. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. being doom and gloom. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. But if you weren't doing this now, when, when you're older, that's where the regrets come in, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're living a life right now where like, Hey, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I can make some money off it. I it can be my job. The world would be a better place if more people were like Anthony Church at 26 thinking that way. Well, you know, I I again I, I like to think that, you know, people I always hope the best for people. I really do. I, I hope they choose a path that they feel is right for them. You know what I mean? So um I just got to keep doing what's right for me. And I would just encourage anybody else to, to do, do what you feel is right for you and the path that you're going to set out on, even though it is difficult, especially when you're getting feedback from other people, maybe they want you to do something else. It's like, you really got to have, you got to have that faith in yourself really at the end of the day. Isn't, isn't that the whole fun of it, right? Just Mm -hmm. trying to forge your path. And I don't know the percentage. Uh, I bet you most do what people tell them to do. You know, as a teacher, I have a lot of kids that say, I want I want to be an engineer. Oh, why do you want to be an engineer? Oh, I'm good at math. My mom says I would be a good engineer. Uh, oh, I'm going to be a pilot. Oh, why is that? Well, I like flying gliders. Like, oh, all of a sudden I should be a pilot. Well, have you tried anything else? No. And the, not that you can't have the career of your life at a young age, but if you don't explore and do other things, I mean, you said earlier, you didn't grow up thinking music would be your thing, but it, 
it just happened. And I appreciate the fact you you saw that exit in life and said, hey, I'm going to try this. Doesn't mean yeah. you're going to stay there forever. I hope you do. Right. We all. But w- w- there's no downside in doing what you're doing. That's what we try to tell our viewers. Like, just go for it. Like what, people, people in the world, whether they're supporters of Anthony Church or haters of Anthony Church, no matter what happens, no one cares 10 days later, they're living their own life. So why would you worry about them? I I just, mm. you, the fact you're on this podcast because you're going for it and you love it and you understand the journey is the happiness. And I'm excited to see what happens. So that being said, like, what, what do you have plan wise in the immediate future? What projects are you working on or explain what you do on a daily basis for us? Yeah. So really daily basis is usually just making new ideas music wise. I usually try to do like two to three ideas a day. Kind of depends wow. on like how busy the day is. Um, every week I record a podcast episode. I stay like usually about a month in advance on the recording for those. So I, you know, book the guests, get a whole list set out, do my questions, um, record those. And then every Tuesday I'll post a podcast episode as well. Uh, so doing that every single week, as far as projects go, like coming up, like I said, we just dropped the proven knowledge compilation album. Uh, it's called forms of escapism. Very proud of that. Super cool. Uh, we did it as kind of like the five year anniversary, uh, culmination. I'm working on some more instrumental projects that I'm going to be dropping over the course of 2024. Uh, even planning beyond that for my own stuff. I'm working with some artists on collaboration singles albums eps trying to do that more where i produce like full projects for people uh i'll have like one-off placements coming with different artists too working some things out currently so that's kind of musically what's going to be coming up and then doing a lot more social media content i usually post every day on instagram Uh, i've been growing my youtube channel this year which is pretty cool posting different type beats i've been doing like behind the beat again i kind of resurrected that i used to do it like five years ago but now i'm in the i'm more in the modern age i'm doing like screen recordings of the sessions showing people like the full breakdown of everything that's going on with these songs that i've been a part of um so going to keep building that into the new year there's a lot of cool things always trying to think of different ways to collaborate with other people be on podcasts like this one uh, cause I set out this year as like a big goal for myself to be a guest on shows. Cause I'm so used to being the host. Um, and really it was like fall last year. I started getting on some music blogs and then, uh, this year been on a lot of cool podcasts. So I definitely want to keep that building as well. Um, and just keep growing the brand and keep growing what I'm doing and hopefully meet new awesome individuals every single day. Isn't it amazing all the people you can meet nowadays that like, you know, Matt and I say it a lot on this show that if it wasn't for social media, the odds of us ever meeting and having a 45, 50 minute conversation would probably be slim to none, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about everybody that I've met, you know, all through Instagram, Twitter, uh, you name it. And we talk, we were late, we throw the podcast out there follow each other on socials and you build that relationship and mm-hmm. it, it just grows, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it, it's amazing. We find this aspect of it yet. So many people find the negative aspects of social and 
that's not happiness. I, I don't know how you like people say, oh, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. What are you doing? Well, yeah, I don't have the feed you have. Like I'm seeing mm-hmm. I'm meeting, I'm collaborating, I'm creating and helping people do the same thing and grow. And all they want to do is critic, criticize. And isn't yeah. it funny that the critics, the critics never grow, do they, Anthony? Mm-hmm. No, again, I think it's all about shifting that perspective. It's whatever perspective you choose to have with the tools yep. you're given. That's what you're going to get out of it. So, yeah. How's, how's it feel being a guest on a podcast instead of having one? I've done that about six times so far. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot, actually. I kind of, I've been encouraging like the people that I've been in touch with too, to do it more. Um, I, I like it a lot. It's just kind of a way to get like my brand out there too, more kind of let people know what I do and kind of, it gives me perspective from like, you know, what is the guest experiencing during my show or like what questions might I put into my show, kind of like change it up a bit too. And just see how other people run their platforms. It really helps as a podcaster to right. get that different perspective. Do you, are you okay with the lack of control? Cause once, once we're done with this, I can do whatever I want with this video. Right. Yeah. I, it's your <laughs> platform. That's the beauty of it. And that's why I like having my platform. Right. So I'm right. like, yeah, I can do, I can do what I want with this. You know what I mean? And I always try to keep the, you know, the guests, uh, in, involved in mind, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know that what you're doing with this platform, you, you have a lot of respect for your guests and everything you got going on here. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, I, I just love what you're doing, man. Like, I, I just gotta well, say that for sure. No, th- so. thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I, I have another question. Do you, have you had any mentors along the way? I've been meaning to ask you this 30 minutes ago and we just kept yeah. rolling with it a different way. Yeah. Direct mentors. Not really. It's been more indirect, uh, okay. mentorship. Um, more through like online courses, things like that. I've done one-on-one coaching, mostly for like marketing, music marketing okay. specifically. Um, really since 2018. So that's been kind of a journey of like the last five years. Direct mentorship, not really. Um, you know, it's just kind of been me kind of shifting where I need to shift uh, and listening to the what I feel like is the right people to listen to um, and just trying to, you know, get things in a, in a positive mindset to keep moving forward and keep growing as a person. That's a big thing for me. Um, yeah. And I just think it's, you know, just keep taking it one day at a time, see what happens. But what, what advice would you give not a young Anthony, cause your journey is your journey, but a young kid in high school right now that's saying, I want to get into the music industry in any way, shape or form. How would mm-hmm. they get started or what would you tell them to focus on or, Or is that even too hard a question to answer? I don't know. I just threw it out there. I do know that, you know, every single path is different and it's hard to say, you know, you got to look at this person or you got to take this route because I've fallen victim to that myself where I thought there was a roadmap and there is no roadmap. So you just got to, there's a lot of trial and error, a lot of patience. You got to be not afraid to mess up and get your hands dirty. Um, but like I've been saying this whole episode, it's really a lifelong commitment. So don't be scared to show up. Like I said, make the mistakes, course correct. Start meeting people that, you know, you you know they're going to give something good to you. They're going to give you that good energy. And just keep giving good energy back. I think if you are someone who puts positivity out or you're at least, you know, you have a good heart, things like that, 
that's going to help you in the long run. Um, definitely learn the business. You know, if you're looking to take it in that direction, learn the business, things like that, learn how to market. Uh, but if you just want to do it for the love of it, just get in and just have fun. You know what I mean? And just choose the path that you feel is necessary for you. And that's going to give you that fulfillment. That's what I would probably say. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I feel like music's been around. Well, I mean, I haven't been around that long, but music I feel has been around as long as humans have been around. And I don't think you could ever, I don't think the industry could ever be oversaturated. I feel like there's a niche for everybody. I feel like there's a purpose for everybody. And I feel like whatever you find you do, like, do you get any stories of people thanking you for something you put out there or, or it's got them through a tough time or it's therapeutic? I mean, there must be those stories. Yeah. For me, surprisingly enough, it's been more of like the opportunities. Okay. Uh, like having people on my podcast, I get a lot of people that say, you know, what you're doing with this platform is super cool. Uh, or if I, even if I just go to Instagram and someone has a new release, I repost it. I'll get messages and people are like, man, what you do for independent artists, like it's super awesome. This whole platform um, would love to be on your show, whatever, like opportunities have come from that. Even collaborating with people because I, you know, just supported their music, didn't really ask for anything in return just because I want to see other artists, you know, get the shine as well um that's really been what it's been for me even outside of just like my own like self-released music because i i do like i self-release music as just another way of you know putting myself out there as well and i like doing that too uh i've been doing that for like the last three years and if people enjoy that as well and hopefully you know they do that's cool i feel like music for me is like an indirect way of helping people i feel like i have more impact when i can have the conversations and I can, you know, really talk about like the problems that artists are facing or, you know, how we can move forward together and like collaborate as a community. I feel like those have been very impactful, especially in the last three years for growing the brand, um, growing my connections and just the opportunities that I've been able to have from it. So it sounds like, I mean, helping others helps you grow literally, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think you should just want to do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, like, I never look to be like, oh, I got when I post this and they should give me something in return. It's like, just post it because you like their music or you just want to support them. Like, just do that, you know, and then if something comes from it, it could be a year from now. Something could come from something I did yesterday. I don't know. It's like, that's not up for me to decide. I'm just going to do it because I know I would want someone to do that for me, you know. Like if they support, if they like my music, like you want to repost it, that's awesome. Like I appreciate that. I know people appreciate it. So I do that for as many people as I can. Well, that's awesome because we know that's not always the case. So you're one of the real ones just for doing that. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, tell everybody, tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah. So primarily I am on pretty much every platform at this point i think like the main social media platforms uh i'm still mostly active on instagram okay. uh it's at anthony underscore church 24 like i said i post on there every day and i usually post about the content i'm doing elsewhere like what i do on youtube uh the beats that i'm posting every single day that artists can check out 
um, Spotify playlist, the podcast, everything else, all the new content. I post like motivational quotes and these words of wisdom things I've been doing every month. People have been liking those. Just super cool. Um, that's where I'm most active for sure. So if you kind of want to like a snapshot of what I've been doing, working on new music, that would be the place I would suggest to go first. Okay. So the podcast is proven knowledge. You said, correct? Yep. It's uh, yeah. The proven knowledge podcast. Uh, it's on every podcast streaming platform. So check that out. We're almost at, we're going to be at 200 episodes next year. So definitely Whoa. excited. So next spring, we're, we're- we're hitting a hundred next month, and we thought that was a lot. There's perspective. I know people two hundred. You know, <laughs> you just got to keep going, right? Yeah, yeah. Is well, congrats on the early congrats on that hundred. Well, big. thank you. We, you know, we started out just every other week, just us. Mm-hmm. We made the commitment this year to every week. You said to every week. Is is there ever a doubt in your mind where you're not going to have an episode, or you just make it happen? I think that's where the planning comes into play where yeah. you're recording a month in advance, you're, you have this full guest list, you reach out to people way in advance. That's been the only way I think that I've stayed consistent. And the only week I take off is uh, Christmas, New Year's week, that last week of the year. I won't drop an episode, but then I'll pick it back up uh, and drop every week for the rest of the year. Gotcha. So. No, that's great. Uh, I would have had to go solo with my own episode tonight. I was so grateful you you filled in. Uh, when, when you reached out, when you reached out, we were going to have Jan. And then I always feel bad. Like when I say to the person, Oh, can you come on next week? Well, they're like, well, geez, is that a good thing or a bad thing that I got plugged right in? But <laughs> I guess you, you just take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always good for any time. The thing about podcasts, it's like, it's usually not time sensitive too. And you can have yes. these conversations like anytime. That's the beauty of it, which is awesome. No, absolutely. Promise me. You'll come back sometime when Matt's here as well, because yeah. uh, my my you know I've been partners with Matt forever, and I'm excited. I got to ask a lot more questions tonight than normal, because usually we split it fifty fifty. Right, well, <laughs> it's probably sixty forty, Matt. That's okay. Though. Yeah. Uh, but this was great. But you, you're just doing great things. I just love the mindset, and you know we started this because we have these conversations. And I, you know, it's later in the evening on the East Coast now, and I won't go to bed for a while because I get off these calls and I'm just all fired up. And to me, that's the fun of it, right? The energy, the vibe, in addition to the knowledge and maybe the help you can provide viewers and the platform you're trying to build. It's just amazing to think I could just be sitting watching Netflix or something right now. Like, you know, I guess there's time for that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, your Anthony, platform, man, I, I knew when I heard your platform, I was like, this is my type of show. So I'm oh, glad that we can you. make this happen for sure. We'll definitely do a part two. So let me know. Yeah, when I'm absolutely. Absol- that. Absolutely. We're not going anywhere. We're going to do this mm-hmm. indefinitely. The dream some days, the studio where we fly people in, you know, we're a little ways oh, from yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't that everybody's dream, maybe? But this is more flexible, though. Let's face it. Yeah, we can be. I said I'm in Ohio. You're in what, New York? You can do this on a Monday night. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Take care. And thank you again for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. You bet.